Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas dot myshopify dot com. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast with your host, Ernest James. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal uh, with E. James Podcast. Make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share to our uh, YouTube channel and our podcast on all of your podcast listening platforms. Also, make sure that you check out our partner podcast, which is the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast with E. James uh, on our YouTube channel and your podcast listening platforms. If you go to our YouTube channel as uh, the Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast, you will also see um, the, the playlist for 
this podcast with the videos and also the videos and playlists for the Girl Dad Discussions podcast under the same channel. So make sure that you guys are checking that out. Also, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end of the podcast to get that information. But you can win $100 from the podcast, and I will tell you how. Uh, our next thing that we want to I want to bring to you guys is our product of the week. As you guys know, we are a self-sustained podcast, and the way that we stay on the air is by bringing you products for you to purchase that will inspire and uplift you. So our product of the week for this week is our ebook entitled Forgiving Me, The Four Steps to Self-Forgiveness. Again, that's the ebook entitled Forgiving Me, The Four Steps to Self-Forgiveness. And we talk about the acronym of SELF uh, and how it applies to forgiving yourself for some of the things that you've done in the past that you may be still holding a grudge against yourself for. So you can go to um, uh, ebooksbyejames.com in order to get your copy of Forgiving Me, the ebooks, I mean, the uh, four steps to self forgiveness. Also, make sure you guys are checking out our ebook, our our websites at dealhillfulfill.org, which is our main website, dealhillfulfill.org. You can also check out our dealtohealtees.com. That's dealtohealtees.com, which is our inspirational t-shirt line. Put some inspiration in your situation, wear an inspirational tee, and be inspired all day. Also, once again, you can go to the ebooks by ejames.com and check out our ebook, um, which is our product of the week, the Forgiving Me ebook, as well as uh, the core four, which is the core four values that every daughter should get from her father, and uh, the male to men. Males to Men ebook, which is a uh, male mentoring ebook for young men. So make sure you guys are checking out again, checking out our websites because um, we're going to bring bringing a lot of new things to you. Also have a another podcast, which will be a, the third podcast um, that we will be producing that's coming out soon. We start recording on it, and um, probably by the time this comes out, uh, this episode comes out. Um, those podcast episodes for the new podcast will also be out. So today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Mr. Will, and his name is Will is blessed. Ain't that so? <laughs> Mr. Will, how you doing today, sir? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. How you doing, bro? I am good. I'm good. First of all, let me say thank you for being on because you could have been doing anything else, but you're here with me and my listeners, and we definitely appreciate it. I want you to know that up front. So, Will, do me a favor, uh, introduce yourself to my listeners and tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, man. So, uh, first and foremost, I'm a child of the Most High God. That's number one. Got to get that out there. Uh, number two, you know, uh, father, you know, uh, minister, author, communication expert, social emotional learning consultant. And, man, I just love what I do, man. I just love what I do. And it's an honor to do and wake up every single day. For purpose, on purpose, man. So yeah, yeah. You sound like you read my resume for <laughs> for a second. I, I think I check a lot of those boxes, <laughs> a lot of those same boxes. So cool, cool. So we'll uh, do me a favor. Let's let's talk about because you you mentioned a couple of things that you do. Um, one of them definitely being a speaker uh, and uh, addressing social social emotional learning. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Actually, before that, before that, let's go back, right. So tell me a little bit of who you are uh, and what was like the transition? Like, who were you beforehand? 
then what was the the transition? What was that initial incident that made you be like, you know what? I'm going to flip from just being plain old Will to yes. now Will is blessed and and start pouring into these kids. Yeah, I love it, man. That's a good question, man. So uh, about, I want to say in 2013, 2014-ish, I became homeless, um, ended up losing a job working at Franklin, Massachusetts at a recycling company. And I remember the day I walked into the job, you know, um, it was weird. I just felt weird the whole day. As I walked in the clock in for work, you know, I just heard, do you love me? I was like, I don't know what that means. I kept moving. And then I started doing work, you know, and I heard again, do you love me? I don't know what this is. And then literally my boss comes down, Ramon, Mexican dude on a forklift. He's like, hey, Willie, uh, the boss wants to see you, Phil. I said, all right, cool. And for me, I didn't think nothing of it because I'm one of the hardest workers in the actual company. So I go to the office before I even grab the doorknob. I hear, do you love me? I'm like, well, whatever. Yes, I do. I love you. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever it is, is it me saying I love me or but Eventually, man, I found out that it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me and just trying to let me know reassurance about what was about to happen. And so I walk in the office and I see Phil in the corner. I say, hey, Phil, what's going on? You good? He said, man, I'm good, man. Turned around. He's just pretty much like, you know, well, I love your work. I love what you do. You know, you're consistent. You show up. But unfortunately, when we hired you, you came at the bottom of the totem pole and the company's going through a uh, transition right now, financial transition, and we're going to have to be able to let you go. I was like, I got to me? You know what I'm saying? He's going to let me. Like, he said, yeah, man, I'm sorry, but don't worry. You'll be able to collect unemployment and all of that stuff. I say, like, man. And, you know, it was crazy because I didn't really feel mad. I was just hooked on the fact like, man, like my mom's staying with me, right? Just had a newborn child and the mother of my kids, right? So it's just, you know, us three in the crib. And so I remember taking that drive all the way back in that 2003 Nissan Maxima driving all the way from Franklin, Massachusetts, back to Rhode Island with tears in my eyes. I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. So I pull into the crib, go in the house, and I tell my mom the news, tell the mother of my kids my news. And my mom was just like, well, baby, I'm going to go stay with somebody else. And I don't know what you're going to do, but I know you'll figure it out. And so pretty much, you know, the mother of my kids and I ended up separating and things of that nature. And I remember being in my 2003 Nissan Maxima again. I just got a box of Little Caesars pizza and I'm chilling in the car and I'm like, man, I got to make a phone call. You know what I'm saying? I got to, I got to put this pride down, you know, cause as a, as a man, you know, we can be very prideful and not ask for help. So I'm in this car, man, with the Little Caesars box. And I'm like, man, like, who can I call? Who can I, who can I tell about the situation? And I remember calling my, my brother, you know, uh, Gil Augustus, one of my, one of my friends from high school. I hit him. I said, hey, bro, man, you know, I'm going through a tough time right now. I just need a place to crash and a place to stay. He said, well, let me ask my mom. Let me see what's up. His mom ended up letting me stay there for six months rent free to get on my feet. I'm like, man, praise God, because sleeping in that car is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cold out there and everything, right? Them Iron Man pajamas was not helping at all at that right. time. <laughs> so I'm in, the, I'm in the car and I pull up and I'm just like, yo, bro, I appreciate you, man. I told him, I said, thank you so much. I make sure I repay. She said, don't worry about it. You're good. And man, I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget this moment to where one particular Sunday, my mom asked me, did I want to come to church? I was like, man, at this point, I'm like, man, I don't want to hear nothing about God. I don't want nothing to do with God. Like, I'm good. And during this time, I remember that I was in the room that they let me stay in. It was an air mattress. It was a heater. It was a dresser. And it was a box TV. Y'all heard that right. A box TV. It wasn't no flat screen or nothing. Like, a box TV, right? And, man, I remember 
all I had, man, was a job full of pennies. And I'll never forget it, man. Like, literally, and I know it was the Lord that whispered to me. He was like, son, I need you to grab those pennies and put them in the envelope. I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'm not bringing the job pennies and putting it in an envelope and bringing it to Deacon Leroy and Deacon Walker. They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. Like, this dude is selling pennies? Like, what's going on? We need cash, cash. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Did it anyway, man. I put it all in the envelope, wrote my name on it. Brought it to church that Sunday, dropped it in there. And when I dropped it in there, that following Monday, my mom came to get me because she wanted me to get more church clothes, a new Bible and all that good stuff. And I remember, man, we get to the cash register after she got everything and she swiped the car three times and the car got declined. She had money on it. But the crazy thing about it is that her car was demagnetized. The strip, the way you swiped the car, it was messed up. And so I was like, man, like, this is crazy. But then I was like, mom, we need to go back to Gilbert's house. She was like, you sure, baby? She's from Seven North Carolina. That's how she sounds. She's like, you sure, baby? I said, yeah, man. She said, okay. We get back in the car. We shoot there. And we pull into the parking lot. I'm like, Mom, I'm not checking that mailbox. I think you got some I think you got some oil on you. I'm pretty sure you got more oil than I do right now. I need to go check that mailbox. Right? <laughs> go check the mailbox. And she opens it. And she gets six envelopes. She said, William, it says unemployment Massachusetts. I said, what? She said, yeah, look. One check, two check, three check. Man, 12K retroactive, bro. I was like, yo, I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, okay, God, I see you. I see, I see you. I see, I see. And he's turned into that. And, right, right. And, and from that moment, man, I, I ended up getting a job at a homeless shelter. And it was called House of Hope. And this is where everything really, this is where I, this is where I refined the gift. I always had the gift, but this is where I refined the gift. And I really said, yo, it makes sense. So I remember... It was about my fourth month on the job. And my fourth month on the job, some some ruckus broke out down on the off the stage. So I remember going down there and I said, hey, man, what's going on? There's this guy named Anthony Robertson. And now the reason why I was always on the floor is because a lot of the coworkers I work with thought that they were better than a lot of these homeless people. And so I'm just always on there trying to figure out, you know, why are you here? You know, what's your situation? What you going through? Those different types of things. And so I ended up having this conversation with one individual and he was like, man, I don't feel like talking. I'm good. I feel like killing myself. I don't know what it was. I just said, man, listen, you don't need to kill yourself. You need it. So all I said to him and he just said, yeah, it sounds good, whatever. But I feel like taking my life So because of protocol of the homeless shelter. Right. We got taken downstairs. Wait for the ambulance. The ambulance got to come take them. So literally two weeks after I come back to work and my coworker, Jerome Hines, he has a deep voice. sound just like this. Hey, Will. I was like, yeah, what's good, Jerome? He's like, hey. Uh, Anthony's here. I need you to check on him. I said, ah, oh, come on. Come on, Jerome. Like, again? He said, no, no, no. You're going to be happy this time. I'm telling you. Like, it's good news. So I went to go take my lunchbox, went back in the break room, clocked in, put my food away, walked off the stage, and I seen, I said, Anthony, what's up, man? He didn't say nothing. Just no words. Just straight embraced me with a hug. Boom. When he embraced me with that hug, it felt like the Rock and Brock Lesnar hugged me at the same time. Like, he's squeezing me. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, how can an old man like this squeeze the living life out of me, right? And he said, man, because of you, I just want to let you know, Will, I didn't take my life. I said, man. Literally, like, it was a big light bulb emoji that came up. It was just like, bing. It's like, yo, Will, your words got power. And so from there, one of my other coworkers, Braulio Ortiz, he came up to me. He said, hey, Will, man, you want to work at a drug rehab? I said, yeah, man, of, of course, I would love to work at a drug rehab. And literally, I started seeing what God was doing. He was putting me in positions to hear people who are not heard. And 
I went, man, like, yeah, I worked there. And so I remember I gave my first keynote presentation to 45 grown men. I'm talking about walking in the room, palm sweaty. Man, my, 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 my face looked like a Krispy Kreme donut all glycerin. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I will never forget the presentation that the Lord put in my heart. And it was eagles do not stress the opinions of pigeons. And so I went up there, spoke, gave them a quick 45. Boom. Now, I didn't even know there was two people in the program that was contemplating leaving the program and OD that same day. And so it's just amazing how, and, and you know, people talk about coincidence. I, I call it coincidence. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, it's like he yeah. knew what he was doing. And so after I got done, the counselor came up to me. She's like, hey, William, I just want to let you know, um, these two these two men right here are about to leave this program and OD. But they said, I don't know. She said, I don't know what you said in that room. But they said they want to stay in the program. They want to complete the program. And to this day, man, they're still clean. They got their kids. They got their job. They got their grandbabies. And they're doing phenomenal. And I'm like, yo, like, motivation can't do that. Only empower right. you can. And so, right. you know, that's that's how we are, where we are today. And I was just like, yo, my words got power after that. Again, I'm like, yo. So I said, if I can inspire some grown men, surely I can go inspire some right. <laughs> Yeah, here we are now. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I want to hit on a couple of things because I, I was trying to be funny a little bit at first when I said that it sounded like you was reading my resume. But as you started talking, I'm like, oh, man, this dude really is reading my resume. You know what I mean? And uh, one of the things that one of the things, the first thing that you talked about, about being homeless and, you know, that room that you in when you had to start over. So I'm, I'm actually uh, I haven't started writing yet, but I, I'm in the process of writing a book called Get Off the Floor. Right. And the reason I named to get off the floor, because in my life, I've literally had to start over so many times from the floor, you know, and I remember the very first floor that I started over, which on in this case, uh, well, I say I think it was the second floor. But in this case, it was a good one because it was when I moved out on my own for my first apartment. Yeah. But when I moved in, just like you, I had an air mattress. A box, little box TV, <laughs> and some dishes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was it. You know, but in my life, I've I've been up a, a lot of times. And then I've I've had to start over a couple of times. And so, um, just in that whole starting over, that just brought back some memories to me. You know, just like how many floors have I have I slept on? You know what I'm saying? Like you you get up, you up one day, and then it's hidden, and then you back down again. And you know, you mentioned about the um, the homeless shelters. So just recently, um, at the time of us recording this, we just passed Thanksgiving, and so this Thanksgiving, I went to a, a homeless shelter to feed the homeless, a men's shelter, a men's shelter out in, in Gary, Indiana, and we went there to to feed the men there. And so one of the words that I gave to the men was pretty much my story of growing up in church. And uh, the reason why this came to mind, because you said about, you know, some of the guys felt like they was better than the homeless guys. And so growing up in church, we did a lot of uh, volunteer, wasn't necessarily volunteer then because we had to do it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Mom's like, you're going, you know what I'm saying? So you don't really have a choice. But um, so we we did a lot of um, um, rehabilitation centers nursing homes, you know, things like that, but we would go, we would feed, we would have church with them, you know, we'd bring uh, the gifts that they could receive and things like that. So this, this past uh, Thanksgiving, when we did it, you know, one of the things that I shared with them was 
growing up and doing that type of work, the thing that my uh, grandmother and my mom would always say is, don't look down on anybody because their today could be your tomorrow, right. you know? And so that same thing kind of went into, you know, when I was there, but I was telling the guys, like, I want you guys to take that same saying, but re-engineer it backwards, right? So right now we're the guys that's feeding you guys, but I don't want you to look at us like we're different, but look at us as inspiration because our today could be your tomorrow. You could be the guy feeding the guy, the guys next year. You know what I mean? And so just having that that conversation with them guys, you know, being able to give them that motivation, you know, because a lot of, you know, like I said, you never know people's story. You know, you never know what people go through. And, you know, it only takes a little bit of, of love and compassion that can change a, a person's whole day and their whole outlook on, you know, on the life that they're living. You know what I'm saying? And just, just sometimes that's all it, it takes just to somebody to say, you know what, I care about. I care about you and I care about what you're doing. So, um, yeah, so that just came to me um, from what, what you were saying. Like I said, we have so many things in common. Um, but I want, I want to talk about another thing because you, you're talking about the speaking and, and I'm looking at your, your sign behind you. I think Humble Hustler, is that what it says? Yeah, it's a Humble Hustler. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm, seeing, I'm seeing that. So uh, taking that in consideration with the speaking, so I, I, I'll put two or two together and say you're an entrepreneur at the same time, right? And so um, uh, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that and how you got into that. Um, I know myself, we started really early. Uh, sort of the same thing it wasn't necessarily voluntarily at the at the beginning you know but um when you go to like the um the the grocery stores and the little kids standing outside selling the candy you know we started off doing that mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know if you get if they do it where you from but in the city of chicago when you would come off the expressway ramps you know getting off the expressway would be the people that's selling t-shirts and socks and whatever they're selling we did that for some years you know just growing up yeah. So that was kind of my introduction into, into entrepreneurship, you know, um, and I kind of got away from it a little bit, but now, you know, of course, running back into it. So number one, how did you get into the mindset even to be an uh, entrepreneur? And what are some of the things that you teach? Because I'm sure you 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 teach the, the same principles to some of the young kids that you deal with. So what are some of the principles that you teach them uh, to encourage them? Like, hey, y'all might want to think about you know, working for yourself. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, so I was saying 2019, well, what happened was in 2018, I went to an Eric Thomas conference. It's called the Verified Event in Philadelphia. Um, they had an amazing lineup and pretty much he said something on stage that just struck me. Um, he said, everybody, I just want you guys to understand this. He said, if it's not documented, it's not real. He said, a lot of you got dreams and visions and goals, but it's not documented. So therefore, it's not real because you're not looking at it every single day. And so he said, I want you to pull out your phone, pull out your notepad, whatever it is that you need to do. And I want you to write down when is the last day that you work for another man? And I was like, man. So tears just started dropping down from my face, man, because I'm like, yo, like I know that this job that I was working at has been a blessing. Right. It's taught me so many things. And I've given five years to the homeless shelter. I've given five years to the drug rehab. And I just felt God just pushing me off that ledge and saying, son, there's more for you. I need you. Right. And so we've always been entrepreneuring, but we haven't entrepreneur without the safety. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I just put October 29th, you know, 2019, I'll never work for nobody else again in my life. 
And most people, they would just leave. I didn't just leave the job. I left it better than what I found. Mm. You feel me? When I got there, there was nobody really creating different ideas for these guys to go to the beach, take these guys out to go have fun, really sit down with them when they're about to have a fight or when they didn't get their medications or when they're being mistreated from another staff, pulling them into another room, talking them down, de-escalating stuff. And so all these things I was looking, I'm like, yo, God, I wasn't working the job. You was introducing me to a paid training for my gift. And so when I noticed that, man, I was like, yeah, man, like, yo, October 29th, you know, 2019 will be the last time I work for somebody else again in my life. And you know you do it, you know you did a great job when they don't want you to leave. Right. You know I mean? And so I remember walking down and now most people would have just, you know, left the job, but I didn't just leave, I didn't just, you know, transition from the job. I also had to relocate from Rhode Island to Washington State, not knowing anybody. Right. So I had no contacts, no safety net, no, I just Move from the other side because I said I need bigger. I need to go bigger, right? And so, man, from that moment, I just started identifying like, yo, like entrepreneurship is dope, but I don't want to. I don't want to be the only one that's experiencing this. And so I said, you know, I got to make more disciples. You feel me? And so that's what I did. And so a lot of times when I when I speak to you know leaders or when I speak to students, college students, educators, whatever it is, I don't really try to focus on the entrepreneur perspective, I really try to focus on that internal conflict because the true fact of the matter is, is that you can't grow if you don't heal. Hence, mm-hmm. right? Deal to heal, right? Like you got to mm-hmm. heal first before you even try to help somebody else become better in what they're trying to do. And so when I started focusing on the internal conflict that a lot of these individuals are going through, now it's like, okay, well, Will, how are you doing X, Y, and Z? How are you traveling? How are you building a business? What does this look like? How do you have multiple companies? Like, what's the process for that? And I just started telling them because now I can reach them because I was able to get all that guck out of them. You see what I'm saying? And right. so I just think the biggest principle when it comes to that is just letting people know that, listen, this ain't for everybody. <laughs> like, this ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people make it look glamorous and stuff, but you really got to have a different level of stamina. You got to have that spiritual stamina to keep persevering when things are tough. And so I would say, man, to that, man, like, that's what made me want to get into entrepreneurship because it's it's just something that I knew that I had to be able to release from my job to be able to have more time to impact people across the world, God's people. And that's where we're at today. Yeah, yeah. That I, I like a couple of things that you said. Um, one one of the things you were talking about that you mentioned about being able to get through to them after you've kind of helped them heal, you know. And it's a saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, you know. So when you can help people, when you can get to their heart first, you know what I'm saying, then you can teach their minds. You know, and I think that's a uh, that's something that we have to remember uh, as as ministers, as mentors, you know, uh, as speakers going into these schools and, and talking to these students. They got to know how much you care first, you know. And and I know you you mentioned ET and, and definitely the, the the big homie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I went to uh, the 120 conference last year. That was my first time seeing him in person. You know what I mean? And I got to see that front row. So he was like right here. I could have touched him if I wanted to. You know what I mean? So that is, it's it's and and I'll tell you this, just uh, not to get off off course, um, but I, I've heard him speak a lot. You know, on you know, on the podcast, on videos, and that. But when I tell you, it's a, it's a different aura when he steps into the room, like in person. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I when I when he stepped into that room, because we we went we had the big they had the big conference, and then they had a little small marriage count uh conference for the you know for a little handful of, of couples, and yeah. I was in that one too. And okay. so that when he came in, him uh, he was there, Didi was there, uh some other people was there. But when I tell you when he came into the room, you know what I'm saying, and that that presence that comes with him, I was like, Oh, yes, this is a real deal right there. You know what I'm saying? So uh but yeah, so I, I got to see ET uh, on stage last year. Um, but just one of those things that when you're when you're talking to people again, they got to know you care. You know, that's the only way you're really going to be able to reach them. You know, reach the people. And so, uh, and then also with this this whole thing with entrepreneurship, like you said, it's not for everybody. You know, it's, it's they make it look so glamorous now. And and. I have a love-hate relationship with with uh, social media. You know what I mean. So for the for the podcast, I was telling this to my brother the other day. I'm like, man, I love the podcast uh, arena for what it did for me to allow me to speak and and get out there the way that I've been able to. But I'm like, I hate it at the same time because some people shouldn't have a mic. You know what I'm saying? And you see so much foolishness. I'm like, man, come on, y'all killing me. You know, but it's the same thing with entrepreneurship. They make it look so glamorous, but like, yeah, but it ain't it ain't as as, as glamorous as you make it. It's it's glamorous if you have the willpower to hang in there, you know, because it's gonna be some ups and downs. You gotta learn the craft, you gotta learn your business just like you learn any other job, any other craft, you know. And like one of my things, uh, for me personally, I had to learn to hire my boss, right? So I'm a person, I, I have a lot of ideas. And you ever heard of somebody say the uh, paralysis of analysis? You have so many ideas that it stop you from doing anything. So I'm that person, right? <laughs> and so because I'm that person, I, I procrastinate. So I'm like, okay, I need somebody to keep me on track. So yeah. even as an entrepreneur, I have to hire somebody to tell me what to do. Because, you know what I'm saying? To make sure that I'm in line. And so even knowing that, knowing your strengths and weaknesses as an entrepreneur, you got to know that because if you come in thinking, yeah, you got it all together, you'll be broke at the end of the year with nothing to show for nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, one more thing before we, before we get out of here. I want us to talk a little bit because we mentioned E.T. And E.T. definitely, for me, uh, was my introduction to the um, to the realm of, of personal development, yeah. but both of us being from uh, the spiritual the spiritual side of, of things, because you talked about you know God speaking to you even to start this this journey that you're on, and um, you know definitely coming uh, coming into the church. I don't know if you grew you grew up in the church. Oh, you yeah. said your mom your mom asked you to go to church, so you didn't. I don't know if you grew up because I'm a PK. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I grew up in there when they had to get up out the off oh, real quick. The Baptist, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a PK, so I, I was born in it. So you know, um, but let's let's talk a little bit about a, a spiritual development. You yeah. know, even your own journey that you went through, because actually one of the things I I've talked about when we talk about speaking, uh, my very first speaking engagement was when I preached. Right. And my very first time I preached, I was 15 years old and it was a surprise. You know what I'm saying? So we had a um, we used to have a, a, a youth night, you know, at the church. And so on our on our youth days, the youth would do everything. So the youth uh, 
they they preach, they they are ushered, you know, every every and everything that youth would do it. And so we had this one girl, she probably was only in her early 20s, you know what I mean? And, but she was over the youth, the youth ministry. And so um whenever we would have our services, she would always preach because you know the, we was young, we're like, oh, I won't do it, right? Yeah. So uh the pastor got up this one day, right before she got up, she finna get up and preach. Pastor got up like, no, that's that's not gonna happen. Like every Sunday, every youth Sunday, we had the same speaker, and we got a whole youth ministry. So <laughs> she picked the pastor picked me and my cousin. Said both of y'all gonna be speakers tonight, and she called him first. So that gave me like five minutes to find the scripture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I hit the Bible real quick and got my scripture together. So by the time he sat down, I got up. Then I think I probably only did like five minutes. You know, got up, hit my five minutes real hard, sat down like, man. But that was the first time. <laughs> of course, that wasn't the last because years later, I've become a minister and, and, and pastor and all of that. So just a little bit, uh, that's my journey. So just tell us a little bit about your journey. And even when we're talking about spiritual development and you being in a, the space that you were in yeah. with the homeless shelters and uh, and uh, uh, rehab, I know that there was a, there's a place of ministry in that too, you know. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about your journey as far as spiritual development and then some of the even some of the things you may have even shared with some of the guys and even some of the kids maybe, maybe today that you uh, minister to. Yeah, man, that's good, man. I think I think the biggest thing for me, man, and what, what really made me um, have a heart for the people was specifically, you know, and like you was talking about just serving at some type of capacity. And I remember, you know, uh, shout out to Bishop James H. Cook. If he watches this, shout out to you. Uh, he said, yo, man, the church, we're going to go out and we're going to uh, wash the homeless people's feet. And I remember everybody in the church was like, I ain't going to wash no feet. I had been like my own feet. Right. And I'm back there and just like everybody's just like, nah, I ain't washing no feet. And I'm sitting, I'm just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for sure. Like I had this empathy and this type of this type of connection with these people, man, because I understand what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, yeah, I'm there. And so, man, like I'll never forget. It was probably like, whew, it probably like 25 degrees out. And we come out there, we pull up. My, my bishop pulled up in the Ford with the three seaters. You know what I'm saying? My other dude pulled up in the Cadillac with the four-seater light. We, we, we pulled up like the men in black. You know what I'm saying? Got out, set up chairs, sat up buckets, grabbed water, grabbed socks, grabbed shoes, everything, man. And, man, when I tell you, like, literally, like, I felt the heavens open that day, bro. The heavens was open because, I mean, like, we asking people, like, what's, what's you know, would you want some socks? What kind of shoes you want? And I'm washing everybody's home. Every, everybody who's on washing their feet as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Talking to them. You know what I'm saying? How's your day? What's going on? How, you know, how long have you been going through this type of thing? You know what I'm saying? What's one thing that you want to change? Like, so I'm ministering while I'm ministering. They missed it. <laughs> I'm ministering while I'm ministering. Right. And so I'll never forget, man, after we got done putting socks on them, shoes on them, giving them, you know, lunches and things of that nature, every single homeless person, there's like revival broke out with shoes because they took all their shoes and we we're right across from the highway. So they went right from the highway and they started throwing their shoes in the highway, bro. They were like, man, I'm so grateful, man. Thank you so much. I'm like, yo, like 
And it hit me. It's like, yo, let the greatest among you be a servant. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, that's it. Like, the greatest leader of all time said, if you want to be great, be a servant. And I think we do things backwards. You feel me? I think yeah. we want to be served rather than servant, right? And right. so to me, I tell people all the time, it's like, yo, you see a lot of these pastors or these speakers speaking, but who's catching the content? The videographer. And if there's no videographer, you ain't got no content. Right. Being for real, right? And so it's like what Paul talked about. It's like, yo, we all have a place in the body. But just because you're the head don't mean you're more important than the thumb. We all need every single person of the body to be able to function effectively. And so I tell people that just because you're not seen doesn't mean you're not important. I've never had somebody come up to me and say, well, that's a beautiful kidney. Never. Or somebody come up to me and say, that's a beautiful pancreas. Never. Right. But at the end of the day, right, you need to understand that it's not seen, but it's needed. Definitely. Although it may not look sexy or seem sexy, therefore, it is very important. And so this is the thing that I tell people all the time is like, yo, like same thing with Mother Teresa. Right. Homegirl cashed her last checkout to what? Feed the homeless. Right. And she she was feeding kids one day, feeding (laughs) kids after kids after kids. And after she got to the one of these last kids, the kid was like, I don't want to eat. She's like, why you don't want to eat? He was like, I'm afraid if I eat, I'm not going to eat again. I was like, yo, that's how long that child went without eating. He's like, yo, I don't even want to, I don't even want the temptation. I don't even want to eat because I'm like, yo, I don't think I'm going to get another meal after this. So I'd rather stay hungry than eat. And she's like, no, you're going to eat again. And so that's the power of serving. Like every great leader that you look at serves. You see what I'm saying? And so right. that's the message that I always try to bring across people is like, yo, like if you're going to be remembered, you got to do something that's worth being remembered. And a lot of times it's serving. Jesus served, Dr. King served, Harriet Tubman served, Rosa Parks served, Frederick Douglass served. Everybody that you can think of that's at a high level has served. And so it's a blueprint. It's not rocket science. Right. So find a way to serve. There's no way you can be forgotten. Right. And, and that even, that kind of, that mirrors are on so many different aspects of your life, right? Because so even in, in entrepreneurship, when we talk about entrepreneurship, the first thing that we tell you to do is find a need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like meet if you can meet a human need, you can be successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that also goes back to serving though. But you got to be in that heart to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do this not just for me, but I'm gonna do this as a service to somebody else. And we've been mentioning ET a lot, and you mentioned about the videographer, which is Carl. And so yeah. if anybody follows ET, you hear them talk about it all the time that after they after he did the uh um the the brief speech, yeah, the next day they tried to go to a school and they was like, nah, well, won't you? Because yeah. nobody knew who he was. Yeah. It wasn't until they started putting their stuff out on YouTube that everybody found out who he was and that kind of got the ball rolling. But if Carl, who was at that time behind the scenes, wasn't yeah. even up front. If he hadn't been videoing and, and putting them videos together, we probably still wouldn't know who ET is, you know, to this day. And so, yeah, just like like you said, the greatest among us definitely have to have the heart to serve, you know. And, and a lot of times when I'm on the other side of the, of the camera or the other side of the mic, you know, on the, on the podcast, different podcasts that I've been a guest on uh, and just speaking, one of the things I tell people all the time, I'm just a person that loves people. You yeah. know, and so my heart is is to serve in whatever capacity, yeah. you know, and definitely I probably within the last couple of years kind of moved to the front 
of the camera because I always been in the background and was cool to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, you know, uh, I'm I'm cool back here. I support you. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you know, I got you. And then just um, organically, you know, I was kind of pushed <laughs> into, into coming in in front of the camera. You know what I mean? And it's sort of sort of the same thing like you when you, when you said God spoke to you. It was like, do you love me? Because that's when he he was calling you. Uh, my calling came a little differently, you know. And one of the things in my journey, God gave me this quote that says, "Pain births purpose. Purpose births progress. And progress is the evidence that God is at work." Mm -hmm. So when He gave that to me, I was on a pro, on a pro, on a in a process myself. Yeah. And so I had started a a Instagram page called friends to fatherless daughters after going through some issues in my marriage and realizing that every woman I ever talked to was a fatherless daughter. So I started a page called friends to fatherless daughters. And I was just kind of giving, giving my viewpoint from a, from a, a male perspective on, you know, to help the fatherless daughter uh, uh, community and people start calling me to be on their podcast. Like, Hey, I want you to come as a guest on my podcast and had did that. Uh, a couple times, end up talking to one of the guys who was the host of one of the podcasts, and he was like, "You should have your own podcast." And fast forward a little bit, and bam, here we are <laughs> to the point now <laughs> we're working on three podcasts. And so that was just kind of how mine went because you know it was the pain of going through what I was going through in my marriage that made me start to move uh, in that direction with the fatherless daughters, and then the progress just came automatically and just like I said just kind of pulled me to the front you know to the front I, I wasn't necessarily trying to be on the mic but it was like hey that's that's where you are now so yeah but when you got that heart to serve and you your heart is pure you know what I mean then you're 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 inevitable to be successful you know what I mean and the things that you do so uh will before we get out of here man first of all let me say thank you uh, for being on. Thank you for sharing your, your time with us. I want you to have the last word and I want you to uh, share with us your social media uh, outlets and things like that. And any programs or, or books and things that you have uh, for purchase, I want you to you know let us know that. So I'll give you a second to, to think about that. To my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Again, make sure that you guys are checking out our websites. Again, the dealhealfulfilled.org, which is our main website, where you can find out more about me as a speaker, as a as a, um, a podcast host. You know, in order to, for me to come out and do workshops or whatever for you guys, you can find out more about me there, as well as our deal to heal tees.com, where we have our inspirational teas. Put some inspiration in your situation, wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day, as well as our ebooks by e James. Uh, com. That's ebooks by e James.com, where again, you can find our product of the week for this week, which is the um. Forgiving Me, the Four Steps to Self-Forgiveness. Um, that is there also the four core, which is the four core values that every daughter should get from her father, as well as um, From Males to Men, the male mentoring book. And there's some other e-books e e there too. So you can find those at ebooks by ejames.com. Uh, also, um, I've been blessed to be a part of a organization called the Forgiveness Mission. And one of the things that we do, we have free virtual workshops every quarter of the year 
um, talking about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others. And uh, it's free virtual workshops. Again, we have them every quarter. Uh, you can go to Eventbrite to register for it, or you can go to ForgivenessMission.com to register for it. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, either one just passed or one is coming up. So you can uh, log in, register to be a part of that. Again, it's free, but it's much needed. Great information. Again, it's the Forgiveness Mission, and it's the Forgiveness uh, free virtual uh, forgiveness workshops. So make sure you guys check that out. Last but not least, I told you guys how you could win a hundred. I told you guys that you could win a hundred dollars from the podcast. And how do you do that? You must enter our super subscriber contest. You must subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. Then text the word win W I N to the number eight six six three two six. 0730. That's 866-326-0730 to qualify to win the hundred dollars. The contest is ongoing and is random. So at any time I could pull a name and you could be our winner. And once you're in, you're always in, you can always win. And uh just to clarify, when you text the word win W-I-N to the number 866-326-0730, make sure you put your name on it. We've been getting a lot of random numbers that just say win. You know what I mean? So make sure you put your name uh, with your phone number and with your email address so we can contact you when if you are our $100 winner. So make sure that you do text the word win, but also put your name and your email address so we can be able to contact you. All right. So uh, Will, again, once, once again, I want to say thank you for being on. Thank you for blessing us with your presence and your expertise. Um, that's uh, all I have to say. The floor is yours. Yeah, man. Uh, I just want to say appreciate you, King. Um, keep up the amazing work that you're doing, man. And I mean, one podcast is enough. You got three. You different. You built different, bro. You built different. And so I just pray the Lord continues to just accelerate your growth and just continues to put you in the rooms that you didn't even pray for. So definitely um, an honor to be here. And man, um, last words of wisdom, I would just, you know, probably pull from my man, Abraham Lincoln. And pretty much one of the quotes that he has is like, yo, if I had eight hours to cut down a tree, I would spend six of them sharpening the axe. In other words, wisdom is better than strength, right? So the more you think, the more successful you'll become. And um, and I just want to let you guys know, man, whatever it is that you're looking to do, don't do it without God. Always keep God in the midst because when God's in the midst, great things happen. So, yeah, man, um, you know, for anything that we got going on, just follow me at Willis Blessed on Instagram and that's where you'll be able to be, you know, updated with all of our products, services, offers, and things that we got going on. So, yeah, appreciate you, Ken. No problem, no problem. Can't end it no better than that. To my listeners, once again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where our mission is to help you deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, we'll see you next week. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. 
Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to Deal to Heal Teas dot myshopify.com remember our mission is to help you to deal heal and fulfill deal with your problem heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose thanks for listening